Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Luke 19. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore. Okay, okay, you get it. Maybe some of you don't get it, and you're really lost right now, but if you grew up in the 1990s like I did, going to Sunday school, you sang that song a lot. I don't know why. I mean, Zacchaeus is not the most prominent figure in the Bible, but that Sunday school song... That was a hit, man. That was high up on the the Sunday school greatest hits charts back in the day. A song about Zacchaeus, the wee little man who climbed up in the sycamore tree because the Lord he wanted to see. Now, uh, that song was popular back in the day, but really the song itself doesn't really capture uh, much of the significance of what goes on with Zacchaeus. And as we look at this story in uh, the Gospel of Luke, we will see more than just a story of a wee little man who climbed up into a sycamore tree. We will see a story that captures some of the central themes to uh, the Gospel of Luke. So let's look at it in Luke 19. It says, He, Jesus, entered Jericho, he's on his way to Jerusalem, and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was a wee little man or small in stature, as the ESV puts it. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So there you have it, the story of Zacchaeus. And clearly there's more significance than just the fact that he was short and had to climb up into the tree to see Jesus. And we see two things that really stand out from this that are themes in the gospel of Luke. And one is, uh, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This should be ringing bells with you back to chapter 15, where uh, Jesus tells the three stories, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, and shares the joy of heaven over one sinner who repents. And that was Those stories were told to rebuke the Pharisees who were upset that he hung out with tax collectors and sinners who had repented of their sins. And here he is seeking and saving one of those tax collectors who then repents. 
and you see the joy of Jesus and, and the mission that he had to do that. You also see the joy of Zacchaeus and another, the second theme that we see going all the way back to the beginning and even the ministry of John the Baptist is that of repentance. You remember John the Baptist calling people to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Well, guess who does that? Zacchaeus. He bears fruit in keeping with repentance. Uh, He shows that he is turning from his sin. He bears the fruit of, I'm going to give half of my money away and I'm going to make right the people that I have defrauded, which was probably a long list since he was a chief tax collector. So as we think through those themes in Zacchaeus, it'll help us with the rest of the chapter because then the next part is interesting as well. It says, as they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. So he's going to Jerusalem and some people are thinking, this is it. The Messiah is here. He is going to start reigning as the king now. Um, but he makes it clear that's not going to be the case. And this parable even helps to understand there is a gap between the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ. And he tells the story of the 10 minas where he passes uh, these minas, which was a, or or minas, which was a, a form of currency, a unit of currency uh, back in these times. And he tells people to engage in business until he comes. But then you see he's rejected and hated. Um, But when he returns and he receives the kingdom, well, the ones he gave the money to, he calls them. And one of them has made 10 minus more. And he says, well done, good servant, because you have faithful, been faithful in a very little, you will shall have authority over 10 cities. And the second came saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. And he said to him, and you are to be over five cities. Then another came saying, Lord, here is your mina, which I laid away in a handkerchief for I was afraid of you because you are a severe man. You take what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, I will condemn you with your own words, you wicked servant. You knew that I was a severe man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank? And at my coming, I might have collected it with interest. And he said to those who stood by, take the mina from him and give it to the one who has 10 minas. And so there you see... A parable that we've we've seen the, the basic pieces of before in reading through the Gospels that give us a clear message. The king goes away, and even in that period of time, the king is not popular uh, because he is rejected, but he will reward his faithful servants. And the point of this is clear and one that still applies to you today. You are called to be a faithful servant. Now, some things to note about this. One, If you don't have the right view of God, you will not be a faithful servant. And I'm struck even just as I was just reading that with the the, the servant who hides the mina away in the handkerchief. He says, for I was afraid of you because you are a severe man. You take what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. Oh, doesn't that start to echo um, what our world sounds like? Doesn't that sound like the world describing God as a severe man who takes what he doesn't deposit and reaps what he doesn't sow? Um, 
that that is not an accurate view of God. Now, the, the master in this story uses those words to condemn, but he, he even he never agrees that that's an accurate statement. We are to believe that we serve a good master, the best master, and we then should be faithful to him. Now, what does faithfulness to him look like? A couple things even from the rest of the chapter that I want us to note. One, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, and that needs to be part of our mission, to seek and to save the lost. And we need to be faithfully doing that until Christ comes back. And that's not the only thing I think that is implied here. Uh, There's so much that is involved really in Christian faithfulness and the faithfulness of Christian churches, Uh, but that's certainly one thing. And you need to see in this chapter that heart of compassion that Jesus has, because we won't be the faithful servants God is calling us to be without that. Jesus, in some sense, he has compassion on Zacchaeus. He wants to seek and to save him. And then we get into what now is probably a familiar story of the triumphal entry, what we Remember on Palm Sunday, as Jesus comes into Jerusalem and the people cry out in verse 38, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. All right, there's a kingly regal welcome. But then notice what Jesus goes on to say, even with his confident statement, I tell you, if these were silent, the the very stones would cry out. Now, so there's a lot of pomp and circumstance in this occasion. But when he draws near and sees Jerusalem, he wept over it saying, would that you, even you had known on this day, the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes for the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. I think these words we see fulfilled in uh, the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, but you see again a heart of compassion. So that's one takeaway for you today from Luke 19. If you want to be faithful to your master while we wait for him to return, you will not be faithful without a heart of compassion. Is your heart moved to seek and to save the lost? When you look out at the world, or even when you think of judgment coming upon the world, are you just, ha, yeah, serves them right? Or is there also a part of you that says, man, I weep over these people who have missed out on the Savior. And then we see Jesus cleansing the temple, and you you see how he describes that and his reasoning for that. He says, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Now, obviously, Jesus has an authority. He can actually say, it's it's my house. Uh, So he is, his cleansing of the temple even is a sign of his authority. And that's not exactly something that you and I can share. We, we are not Jesus. We are not the son of God, uh, but we are called to be faithful. And so I hope in the story of Zacchaeus, maybe hopefully, you know, and see a little more at the depth of it, even if you did know that old Sunday school song, 
Uh, But hopefully through that and the other things we see in this chapter, we are encouraged to be faithful, to have a heart of compassion, to seek and to save the lost until our master returns. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.